Hey everybody, how are you? It's Monday Musings, Lisa F. Miller here in Whakatane, New Zealand. And if you saw on my description, little description of this live, it's is life coming at us or is life coming to us? So this is something that is argued about by physicists and scientists and I know deep down in my heart that for me, if I create my life as if it's coming to me, then I take responsibility for what is coming at me, then I can actually shift that and uncreate what's happening to me. Hey Vaughan, however, if we see life is coming at us, then it predisposes that there's not much we can do. We just sit here, the track we're sitting on the track and the train is coming at us rather than to us. So it's a slight difference in language, but there's a huge difference in the science. Hope you're okay, Vaughan. So if we think life is coming at us, we believe in the Newtonian sense of physics. And Newtonian described life as cause and effect, a determinism. So we go outside, something happens, and then something comes back at an equal force. So, you know, um, we slam the door, someone's finger gets caught, okay? And that's how life seems to occur, a cause and effect. We yell at our husband or whatever, he yells back, that type of thing. However, when we go below Newtonian, hey Courtney, how are you, my lovely niece? When we go below Newtonian physics, we get to quantum physics. Now quantum physics actually measures the subatomic particles and actually doesn't have anything to do with cause and effect. Cause and effect is the old paradigm. So if we see life as suffering and we see bad things happening and it's not our fault, we're actually just living in the old paradigm of Newtonian, of the Newtonian view of the world. And up to 100 years or so ago, it was the way to look at the world because there was no other science or no other way to explain it. But in the last 80 to 100 years, they've been working on quantum physics. And quantum physics is looking at the nano part of our planet, our universe. It's looking at the subatomic particles that can't be seen. But actually, they are having a massive impact on what's being created because it's actually at our energetic level. So what they've worked out is we're 99.9% .9 energy and um, a thought is an energy as well. Anything around you has an energy. So if it's 99% energy, then Newtonian physics doesn't explain it. It only looks at cause and effect. It looks at the physicality of, I slammed the door, my daughter's fingers got trapped. But why were your daughter's fingers in the door in the first place? And I know that question, we can't actually answer that most of the time. But actually, we're creating what's happening to us most of the time. So of course, there are times, like if you think about George Floyd and those things where things happen. But other than that, we are day-to-day -day creating what's happening to us with who we're being which is the quantum physics level of it, the life is coming to us because we've created it level. Also our thoughts. Our thoughts can be measured outside our heads and then they create a wave. So we're all waves. Every person, every animal, everything has a wave, even a rock. So we have a wave that is us and it collapses into a particle. And I don't want to go into too much detail about the quantum mechanics. So it's actually a little bit tricky. But basically, there's a wave that's created by a way of being or a movement or by a thought. And then that collapses, collapses into a particle and it creates something solid. And we call it a quantum entanglement when two particles connect together. That's what it's called in um, quantum physics. And when you're entangled with something, that's when something happens to or occurs. 
So we're not actually sitting on our couch like Law of Attraction in our undies, bringing it to us or at us, sorry, bringing it at us, coming at us. It's actually to us because of who we're being, that wave of who we're being and that wave of what we're thinking or our subconscious patterns. And our subconscious patterns, patterns operate for 80 to 90% of the day. Unless we know that and we rewire our brain to be 80 to 90% conscious. Then we can actually stop some of the things that have been created in the past. Then we can actually uncreate them and we can work in the quantum mechanics level, which is what we do with the tools that I teach. So my, sorry, my tools are based on neuroscience, which is its own quantum field, the brain, and um, the neuroscience and, and the quantum physics. And my cat's playing with my phone, I don't know why. So if we work with both of those things, we're working in a paradigm that actually works for who we are truly and on this planet. So Newtonian paradigm doesn't work anymore. Newtonian paradigm is cause and effect. So what we're told when we're little, and Vaughan, you and I have talked about this, is that if we work hard, we'll get there. And we push and we force and we're like, well, I don't like my job. But if I work really hard, I'll get money and I'll save up and then I can retire at 65 and I might have enough to live off and then, you know, I might be happy. That's actually cause and effect. But when we're living in the other scientific way to look at it, the other paradigm, which is expansive and creative that we create everything, and we use the, use the tools of the neuroscience and the quantum physics, we're no longer pushing and forcing life. We're creating it by who we're being our point of view, and our thoughts. And then we actually have more control over that. Because if you're living in the cause and effect world, it's just like, oh, I got sacked. Wow, I got sacked. It's not my fault. I got sacked. But actually, we've created that on some level. So cause and effect has us be at suffering and the victim to something. Because we have it that I just walked out the door, that friend said something really nasty to me, blah, 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 blah. I went to work and I lost my job. Yes, there are things, abuse and things that happen that we haven't created. But on the whole, 90% of the time, we are creating what's happening to us. And it's actually how we react to something. Our reactions, if we resist something or we line, align and agree with it. So if we're resisting the abuse being done to us or we're aligning and agreeing, that that person is bad and wrong, then we're more likely to create more abuse. So abuse does happen and we've all had it. However, the suffering comes from the continued holding on to our points and views and ways of being that are creating more of it in the quantum field. So it's a quantum field, okay? So things do happen that are not kind and I'm acknowledging this and we all see this. And then it's way the way we are about it and that's the energy, the atomic level. So if we are being grat grateful about that thing, even though it was tricky and we might have spent a week being angry but we let it go, we are less likely to recreate the next type of trauma and drama that is similar to that. But if we're, yeah, cool, awesome form, but if we're in the cause and effect that they did that to me, it's their fault, I didn't create it, oh my God, they're wrong, then we actually also create a synaptic pathway and a way of being that creates more of it. And that is why I call it the law of creation and not the law of attraction. So cause and effect works more on that. You're sitting on the couch, you didn't do anything, but you got a phone call and you lost your job. What if you created losing your job because on some level you knew it wasn't right for you and you couldn't quite admit it, 
but you created that so better thing was coming around the corner and you were unwilling to open that door but someone opened else opened it for you okay so hey kath how are you now i've got here kath you could jump on if you wanted on the camera with me or courtney and have a chat about it if you wanted if you want some coaching but yeah basically we are told and sold a lie about newtonian physics okay that life is cause and effect if we work really hard and we push and we force and we do this we can get somewhere and yes we can to a certain level but when we're working with the true laws of our planet, which is the quantum physics level, then we can work in the energy of it, the energetics. Now, this is not woo-woo. This isn't spiritual, even though this is what metaphysics talks about. This is the science that actually proves a lot of that stuff. So our thoughts are a wave. They're 99% energy. They've proven this. Our body is 99% energy. The cat sitting next to me is 99% energy. And who we're being and our thoughts create waves and they measure these waves and they go out into the quantum field. Then there's another wave that comes back. Stacy, hey, all mapped out for us? What do you mean, hun? Do you mean is life, life mapped out for us? Could you explain that? Because I'd love to talk to that. That's a really good question. Ginny, how are you? Do you want to do you want to have a chat about that further, Stacy? By adding a, a comment to that, yeah, I don't necessarily believe everything is mapped out, but we can create it. But we map it out if we keep holding onto a certain point of view, and it's not mapped out like in three weeks' time this is going to happen. But if I held onto the abuse done to me, I'm rewiring that into my brain into the synaptic pathway. I'm also rewiring it as an energy. So I'm bringing my body down to that level. Hi, Davina, how are you? And I'm actually creating that out in the field because I'm vibrating and I'm a frequency that abuse, abuse will come to me, okay? It's not an attraction. It's away from our subconscious pattern. So if we have a pattern that says that we um, always get abused and people treat us badly, even if we don't know it consciously, but it's subconscious, there's an energy and that's out in the quantum field. So we are more likely to be abused, okay? I am not um, saying that abuse is okay. Tēnā koe ho, awesome. I am not saying abuse is okay and even if you've created it, there's something wrong with you, okay? What I'm saying is bad things can happen to us that we haven't created, but what we do by thinking it's cause and effect and someone did that and they are bad and wrong and um, there's nothing I can do about this and it's happened to me and I'm a victim to it, then we can't shift it, okay? So I have been a victim to plenty of things in my time and I'm saying this in the loveliest way and what I mean is we become the victim when we stay in the suffering, okay? I didn't want to te technically go there, but this is where it's gone. So if something happens to us, it's really awful, like George Floyd, awful. He did not deserve that and he did not create that. But if his whānau or someone holds that as this always happens to me and my whānau and um, there's nothing I can do to stop this because that's the old Newtonian cause and effect, it just happened to me, then we don't have a choice to shift it. And the greatest thing we can shift to do abuse is to acknowledge that we can create something different okay, is that we can change our subconscious pattern or our consciousness and our way of being by acknowledging that we can create. And that's why I have a real love for quantum physics and the law of creation. 
because it supposes that we have some choice. Yes, we are unconsciously mapping it out. No, I don't think them no, I don't think we're mapped out before we're born. I do believe when we come in, Stacey, that we come in in a certain vibration that would set up that stuff if it wasn't shifted. However, no, I don't believe we're here for higher learning. Not in that way. And that and you can believe what you want. I believe we're here to have joy. Our purpose is joy. And to find a purpose outside of us that resonates to shift the planet and contribute to the planet through that joy. So mine is through coaching. Others is through being a policeman or a teacher or having a, a business or being an air hostess. So I believe we're all here to lift the frequency of the planet through joy. And through that, we shift everyone out of, out of suffering. And then finding a job or career or business that actually really resonates with you and brings you joy. So no, I don't believe it's all mapped out, okay? Because that supposes we can't change it at all. That supposes we have no say if someone abuses us. Then we just keep being abused because that's our job this lifetime is to maybe take abuse and keep taking it. I don't believe that. But if you believe that, honestly, as you, if, if you know me, I, um, I really allow everyone to have their point of view. So this is great. This has come up. So if it's all mapped up for us, which is more of a more of a Newtonian type of way of looking at it, then we have no say. And we have no say to shift ourselves out of a job we hate or to shift ourselves over a relationship that doesn't work or to shift ourselves out of abuse that's happening to us. But if we look at it through the eyes of quantum physics and neuroscience, hey, Amy, then we have a chance to recreate it in a different way. And that's what I did eight years ago. I shifted that stuff that I'd mapped out. So I believe we map it out through our wiring from our family and friends and programming. And then we keep mapping it. We keep recreating that map and following the same path. And that's what I was doing. I was creating more self-abuse and, hey, Susan, how are you? More self-abuse and more unkindness to me because on some level, I was being unkind to me. I hope that makes sense. And then when people were being unkind to me, I was actually in a suffering with it. Like, I've got no say here. I'm being bullied. I have no choice to change this. That was the old Newtonian physics way of looking at it. But when we look at it at the quantum level, we're an energy and everything we think and say is an energy. So it's a wave and it collapses into a particle, which is something solid. So if I have a point of view that I um, great things happen to me and that I'm resilient and if it's not great, I can shift through that, then of course I have less trauma showing up. And we have something called the reticular activating system. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. This is related to the quantum physics and the brain. Why do you think some get past that and others don't? You mean the brain stuff, huh? And the rewiring of us when we're little? I think it's because we've stayed unconscious. No one's ever shown us there's another way. I was never shown that. I was never told I was in 90% subconscious patterns. I thought that's the way it was and that I was not a good person. And underneath it, I was unworthy and did not deserve stuff. Why was that? That was my mum and dad's point of view of them. So that's how I grew up. Now, I love my parents. Pain and suffering, okay? Because they are unconsciously in it. And 90% of our pattern is here in our subconscious part of our brain. It's so deeply unconscious, the pain and suffering. We don't know what's causing it unless we become conscious to it, okay? So my job as a coach is to bring you, Stacey, to where you're 
creating more pain and suffering for yourself. That's my job. And so what we're living in the first seven years is our brain is wired, is in theta. And this is science, it's in theta. And we wire in all the patterns around us. So if your parents were abusive to you and thought said that you don't have, um, there's no way that your life can be anything except pain or suffering or life is hard and money's hard and uh, everything's hard or um, you don't deserve anything, then that becomes subconscious. It's not conscious. And it wasn't until I hit my mid-40s that I saw my unconscious patterns that were trained into being by teachers and maybe siblings and um, parents, and not in an unkind way. My parents were lovely. And by society, the programming around us. And by your culture, it can be your religion too sometimes. And I'm not knocking any of this. I'm just saying we all are trained in this stuff and programmed. It becomes a subconscious, unconscious pattern. So look up Bruce Lipton. Look up Joe Dispenza, look up Greg Braddon. There's lots of these people that will show you the, the physics around this as well as the research that they do. They do research with neuroscience that proves this stuff. So if you are unconsciously doing these patterns, you think life is painful. And that's what life was like for me. I thought life was hard and you had to push and you had to force and you have to work really, really hard to get anywhere. Now, don't get me wrong, I work really hard in my job, but not in the way of suffering. I rest, I know when to be, and I know when to stop, but I work when I have to work, okay? But seven or eight years ago, with all the trauma I was in, if I'd held on to that unconscious pain and suffering, which was actually showing up consciously, like I was so low and so sad, I don't think I'd be here now. I really don't. I would have either taken my own life, I'm not saying this is drama, I would have created an illness because I was that low, okay? So I think for me, I've had the greatest freedom by realizing that I don't have to be consciously or unconsciously. I have, hun, yes. I don't have to be consciously or unconsciously in pain or suffering. And there is 10% of the time I still am, and I go, okay, hang on a minute, there must be an old pattern here. And I see it as a massive gift. So if you are really pushing and forcing in your life, if you're tired all the time, if you're unwell, if you see life is hard and painful and you have a lot of suffering, it is the brain, okay? It truly is our brains. It has a subconscious thing going on. And I can support you to shift out of that. It's actually not as hard as we think. It just takes practice and a commitment to you. So my original thing was life doesn't come at us, it comes to us because we've created with the subconscious pattern but no one's ever trained us in this. No one teaches us at primary or high school that we have subconscious patterns that are stopping us from doing our maths or stopping us from getting friends because something happened when we were three and we decided that we're not lovable or stopping us from having for more money because our parents told us that money was hard to get. Okay? So I've rewired lots and lots of those patterns and I brought myself back to ease and joy. My life is an easy state. It's not easy, but I have joy and I have ease with the tough stuff. But the tough stuff just doesn't come in as much. I'm not recreating pain. I'm not recreating relationships where people abuse me or bully me because I no longer have that belief that that happens to me. I no longer have a belief that I deserve it. And that was deep, deep subconscious pattern. But with some simple tools, journaling, particularly asking questions, 
and I was talking about the reticular activating system, wasn't I, until I answered you, so I'll go back to it. Sorry about that. The reticular activating system is our filter. So if you're trying to strain, I use this analogy a lot, apple seeds um, from apple juice, you'd put some muslin or something down or some sort of colander with holes to get the pips out. Well, that's what the reticular activating system does. Your reticular activating system can only bring you the money, the people in your life, the opportunities, the jobs, everything, the physical part of your body, so your health, your wealth and everything to what to that matches what you believe. That's all it can do. So if you're pushing and forcing trying to get a better job and it's never happening, there'll be a subconscious pattern. If you're pushing and forcing to get money and you can never save, there'll be a subconscious pattern. If you're physically unwell a lot and you don't know why, there'll be a subconscious pattern because the body is the unconscious mind played out. Okay, so reticular activating system has a job. It's like a computer. Your computer can't hold all the information. It might only be able to hold, you know, what, how many, meg, um, I'm trying to think of what mine holds, but it might only be able to hold so many, let's say megabytes, okay? So it has to go, okay, we've got to turn the lights down now on the computer. We've got to go into a lower power mode. It's what the brain does. It goes, it, it stops the brain from having to go into a lower power mode by not bringing everything in. So you won't see where there's a job opportunity. You won't see where there's a person trying to reach out to be kind to you. You won't see where there's um, an opportunity because you'll walk straight past it. Because your brain only allows them what you believe up to now. And our beliefs are based on a lot of old limitations that aren't true or real. So, if you are really pushing and forcing to make something happen, your reticular activating system can't even bring it in unless you rewire that, okay? Now, I could not, there were certain things I just could not do seven or eight years ago. I didn't have peace, and I hadn't had peace probably since I was nine or ten or eleven, really. I didn't, I couldn't rest, and I had this whole subconscious pattern around working hard and forcing myself. I was doing jobs, a lot of jobs. I was coaching sports teams. I was a teacher. I was doing all the work in the house and had two young kids and looking after my six mum because that's what I'd created. And it was based on a pattern that I had somewhere, a deep pattern that I had to serve others. And I didn't deserve to rest and, and I was not doing enough all the time. That was my pattern. I never did enough. I wasn't enough and I never did enough. So, of course, what did that bring me? Physical pain mental pain and anguish, anxiety in my stomach, um, a marriage breakup, you know, just lots of unpleasant stuff, okay? And then I had to shift all that. I had to shift those patterns so I didn't keep creating the same relationships with men. So I didn't keep creating the same relationships with money. I left my marriage with no credit for five years. So I had to create money in the most weirdest, strangest time now, I've only got five more minutes because my phone's going to go on to lockdown. I forgot about that. So my phone does a, um, speaking of power mode, my phone tells me it's time to get off. So I've got five more minutes. So does anyone have any questions? Would you like to ask another question, Stacey? Does that make sense? You can head to um, nurture, networknurture.info. I am running a free course on this on Wednesday night, a webinar called boss in my backyard where you'll get some tools i'll pop the link in after this if you want to come back to the live but basically if you pm me after this i'll send you the link it's a free webinar you get to hear all about some really cool tools that rewire the reticular activating systems
I am strong, Vaughn. Very, very strong. And that strongness and that stubbornness got me through those tough times. But there was other stuff going on that people didn't know about and I never showed it. So, um, yeah. So the reticular activating system has a lot to answer for, but it can't, our brain can't hold everything. There's not enough memory cells in there. So it has to lose some old memories, but it only allows you to see what you already believe. So if you believe you're a pile of crap, that is all you're going to see, even if someone reaches out to you with love and kindness. Okay? So life comes to us. Yeah, I know. It's funny, isn't it? Life comes to us, not at us. We're actually creating it. And I'm not condoning any abuse or anything that's been going on lately because some things just do happen. But most of the time, we're creating it. And how we recreate it is by taking abuse or any other tricky things and allowing us to suffer. We're the only ones who can get out of... We're the only ones that can get out of suffering. And that is the way we react and resi resist or align and agree. Yes, exactly, Stacy. And if we keep believing this, the crappy stuff that shows up and there's something wrong and someone's done something to us, we'll just create more of it because that's how the brain and the quantum field work together. Our brain's like its own big quantum field. If you look up quantum mechanics, it has its own reality that it's creating out there, but we don't know. Change your self-belief and better things come, definitely. And I have some really simple, easy tools that do that. And questions are one of the best ones. So it's like, okay, how does it get better than this? You start asking that, your brain, your reticular activating system will start looking for something better. Hey, Vaughn, okay, PM me, I'll send you the link. Stace, do you want the link? Uh, who else is on here? Susan, do you want the link? Amy, Karina, do you want the link to Wednesday night? Davina, um, Callum, Ginny, Kath, Courtney. Does anyone want the link? Just PM me. Yeah, I'll PM you anyway with the link when I get off. So, yeah, come on the call. Get some really simple tools like my clients in six months' time from where I've been working with them. No, I'm not boasting here. I'm just saying getting some amazing things showing up because they're willing to step out of that old pattern. They're willing to start owning that they're creating it, number two, and they're willing to rewire the brain and the quantum field. So once they rewire that relationship, that wave that entangles with another wave that creates something real and solid, those things just don't stay up, end up the same. The poverty starts to shift. The bills get paid more easily right? Money shows up in different ways. Different friendships show up. People start giving to them and gifting to them because they're gifting to them. So do you want to gift to you? Come on the call, boss in my backyard. Okay, cool. So PM me after this or I'll put the link straight afterwards underneath all of you. Bring a friend, man. I want everyone to get something out of this. Hey, Rhonda, how are you? I've just got to stop the call now because my phone's going to turn off anyway. But re-watch it and um, I'll PM you um, something to come on. Cool. Awesome, buddy. I've got to go now. I'll see you soon, but I'm going to PM you all or at least put the link to my free webinar on Wednesday night. This has been an awesome conversation. 7.30 New Zealand time. You have to register for the link. That's why. Okay. Been really thinking of you, Rhonda. Actually, I'm really sorry about your brother. I've been, you've been on my mind and I've been meaning to ring you. So you take care, hun, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a message in here afterwards with the link to my free call. 
Love you guys. Thank you so much for being here and sharing this evening with me. Bye. Cool.